What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Convos Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. Today we have the best American miler of all time on the podcast, Yared Nagus. He runs for OAC out in Boulder. He's only 24 and he had an outstanding year of track and field. He has the American record in the indoor 3K, the indoor mile, and most recently the outdoor mile. You guys, he ran a 343.97. That actually makes me feel ill because I do not know how someone can run that fast. It was crazy. Hope you guys enjoy today's episode. Yared, you have been an extremely highly requested guest for the podcast uh, for obvious reasons. So thank you for taking the time on your break to come on and chat with us. Well, no problem at all. Thank you guys for having me. Of course. Um, to get started, do you want to just give us a little bit of a rundown of who you are, what you're about, if people don't know already? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. I can try. Um, I'm Yard Nagus, professional runner for On Athletics Club. Um big miler 15 kind of person did a lot of cool stuff in that area for the last year and arguably even before that a little bit um big big nerd type majored in biochemistry at notre dame and um just chill vibes for the most part yeah you seem like a pretty chill guy but i was like reading your wikipedia before this and i feel like you have a lot of uh Things that like aren't talked about. Maybe they are talked about and I'm just not tapped in, but like you I was reading like your early career um, you know, highlights on Wikipedia as one does. And you used to be a star bowler, I was reading. Uh, yes. <laughs> I was a bowler. I it was this it was back in high school. Um I was thinking about like college applications and stuff, and I was just like, man, I need to do like something else to really make me stand out so i gotta do like some kind of sport but i hate sports so i was just like man you know it'd be easy bowling and so i signed up for the bowling team um and i had a little two month stint i think where i was just like going to bowling practice learning how to bowl all this other stuff i never really ended up doing like crazy well um i mean i improved my score but it kind of went down again after I quit. So, you know, not anymore. I like how that's just like a, a like a big highlight on your Wikipedia page. Like that's so random to have in there. <laughs> they made it seem like it was your it was your whole childhood. Well, that's a little misleading then. <laughs> Do you still bowl? It's just like kind of funny the the dynamic between me bowling and then me going immediately to track like in a couple months. But no, I don't bowl anymore because whenever I bowl, it kind of like throws out my body, I think. <laughs> like I just get like really sore in a lot of places and I just like can't be doing that anymore. Yeah. So, alas, bowling days are over. That's kind of sad. Well, now you're in your break, you go bowling maybe. Maybe uh, your coach would let you. I mean, he probably would, but is bowling that fun? No, it's not. <laughs> it's fun like once every couple months, I feel like. But then I get too competitive too. And then I get really like annoyed with myself because I'm not good. You know? Yeah. yeah. I'll like try to do some old strategies and I'm just like, oh, wait, actually, I don't remember. And I'm doing terrible. So. Yeah. It's all right. You are, you're succeeding in other areas of your life now. So 
I think you made the right decision to go into track. <laughs> I think so too. I mean, you know, who knows the purple I could have been, but yeah. I wonder like do they make money? I don't know. Probably not a lot, but like because like there's like a limit on how much you can score. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like everyone just true. scores 300 and they're just like, oh well, crazy. Yeah. Interesting. Um, well, how did you get started in track then? So basically, um, I wonder if the Wikipedia page talks about it, but basically I was I was, was skimming. I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie, I was skimming. So <laughs> I was gonna say I haven't read mine in a while. I read it when it was like kind of bare bones back in the day. But um, basically what happened was, you know, I was enjoying my bowling career in my freshman year of, of high school. And uh, I was in like a PE class at the same time. And so my PE teacher would have us run like a mile every couple weeks just for like a grade. Um, and I was just like, man, I want to just run this mile as fast as I can so that I could beat everyone else to the McDonald's right after because there was a fun little McDonald's like a block away from where we ran this mile. So we all run as fast as we can and then immediately go over there. So I was like, I'm going to get there first, beat the line, get my food. And I think I was just a little competitive too. So I would just go out by myself and run these miles. And eventually my heat coach kind of notices this and he's like, man, he's like pretty fast and tells the track coach at the time, um, Tim Holman. And Holman comes over to me in the middle of one of my classes. And it's just like, Yared, like, you should join the track team, basically, is what he said to me. And I said, no, I don't really want to. And then he kind of was a little persistent. <laughs> it was just like, ah, come on, like, you know, you're, you have all this potential and blah, blah, blah. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he kept pestering me about it. So eventually I said, okay, fine, whatever. And I quit bowling the next day and decided track was going to be my thing now. <laughs> but, um, you know, I very quickly, I was like so confused at the beginning because track is just like so unbelievably confusing for no reason. Mm -hmm. uh, but eventually I kind of got the swing of things and a pretty decent freshman year. So that was my freshman year. I only did the track season and um, met a lot of cool people too. So yeah, it's easy to get into it when there's cool people around. What do you mean it was like confusing though? Like what were you confused about? Like pacing and stuff? Mostly just like the lingo and whatnot. He'd be <laughs> like, we're going to do some 400s today. I'm just like, 400 what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't know a track was even 400 meters. So, like, he's like, just run, like, you know, 1,200 on the track. I'm just like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've just like, been doing I, it for so long where it's like, it's hard for me to even, like, fathom not knowing what it means, you know? know like. Like, when I think back to that point, I was just like, how could I just been actually so clueless? Or just, like, the difference between, like, spikes and, like, normal shoes. Like, I showed up to my first race with, like, first off, I, I ran on always in just these tennis shoes that I've, like, always been wearing for, like, a year. And then at the race, I went and raced in those same tennis shoes and lost my shoe in my first race. <laughs> it was great. I ran, like, 11-something minutes for the two-mile um and i was just like dang like this is kind <laughs> of weird that they have so many different shoes <laughs> and then there were flats and i had to figure out what those were and i was just like god dang but eventually i figured it out so you know. <laughs> yeah 
I, it seems to have worked out, but I, I agree. It is like kind of weird. Like why are, why is there so much equipment for running when literally all it is, is just like running in a forward motion. Like, why do I have 40 pairs of shoes in my closet for no reason? <laughs> and they all like, deserve, are supposed to be a little bit different, but so I can see how to like an average or beginner, it would be very confusing. <laughs> yeah. It's like all the same equipment. It's all just shoes, but it's just like, how many different types of shoes do you possibly need? And apparently it's like five at least. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now when you like run a mile, do you still think about like getting McDonald's after? And that's like how you win races? Is that's like your main motivation to go get a cone or something from the McDonald's ice cream say, machine? I've definitely been eating at a lot of foreign McDonald's after my races. So like maybe not my complete motivation, but you know, it is it is nice. <laughs> yeah. I will say nowadays it's more just like I don't know the drive to really see if I what what I can do and just you know be the best or whatever. But <laughs> I think it's more just about you know having a good time and you know running fast. Yeah, it's a little different than just a McDonald's cone or something. A little little more yeah. deeper now, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So what country is like your favorite McDonald's in? Because I mean, I feel like the Ford McDonald's, they're just different. All the menus are different. So what's been your favorite? Um, Honestly, I feel like I only just have like a least favorite. What's your least favorite? Would be Switzerland because they kind of just like take everything that McDonald's is and then just like make something completely different. So, like, it's all just so expensive and, like, high quality-ish. And then, like, all this other stuff. And I'm just, like, I just want, like, a really crappy piece of chicken and, like, some fries. I don't know. It's just not, I don't want to pay, like, $20 for the McDonald's meal. It should be, like, should be, like, 6 But nowadays it's probably, like, $10 everywhere. So, I'm going to say, I'm going to say American McDonald's over everything. And if I had to pick a European country, um... I might go London. London was kind of fun. Um, good to know for when I travel internationally next. I'm not going to the Switzerland McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless I want a really high quality burger. Unless you really just want something that's like, I don't know. <laughs> so, okay. When you started running or whatever, you said, you said that you ran 11 something for the two mile. Your freshman year, that's like not bad. That's pretty good for just getting started, yeah. not really knowing what's going on. But when did you really start to get good? Well, honestly, the end of my freshman year, I felt like I was like kind of good because I had run, I'd gotten like 10th at state or something in Kentucky, um, which like looking back, isn't that good because Kentucky isn't the most like competitive track state in the country. Uh, but I was pretty pumped about it. <laughs> and so I was just like, man, like I'm going to just going to kill it and track and just be I don't know, do some crazy things or whatever. Uh, not really. I wasn't really that motivated for that. I think I was just like, I know I'm like decent. <laughs> and then I think it kind of more manifested towards like, I don't know. I think I don't I didn't really see myself as like good, good until like college. I feel like at that point, I get to face like actually some of the best people in the nation versus just like Kentucky and, you know, race them. And just to really be really competitive against all of that was just like really, really fun. So um probably around my sophomore year, I feel like I was like that's when I was kind of like, yeah, I'm like pretty decent, pretty decent. 
Yeah. Also, I feel like you have to be pretty good to go to Notre Dame. Like, it's not like a easy school to get into for school and running. So you have to have been, like, pretty good. I was going to say, I mean, running, back when I started, we were, like, kind of terrible. Oh. <laughs> so, like, I mean, I was, it was kind of funny because, like, Harrelson, um, the coach at the time, he he was just, like, yard, like, we're, like, building something here. And, like, I didn't really know how to, like, check results or anything. So I didn't realize that, like, literally they hadn't made nationals in, like, a couple of years in cross country or something. Um, and so I was kind of just, like, Wow, I just kind of like take whatever the coaches were saying, like like face value, and I was just like, okay, yeah, they're building something good here. <laughs> um, you didn't know you didn't know how to check results. No, like you couldn't I, check like, you didn't check NCAA rankings or anything for cross country. No, because like literally all I knew how to look at was like mile split, and like that was more for high schoolers and like freaking college kids. So I was like, I don't know what the college people are using. I don't know how to check these results because I don't know. I didn't know it was like the NCAA national meet. Like it's that was all too much for me to find when I was like 17. So um I kind of just believed. <laughs> and I mean he turned out to be right. So you know, you can't it's not like he was lying to me or anything. Um but yeah, definitely the academic side too. I think I was really big, big into school and high school and college. And so, you know, I, I felt like, oh, I can get into like any school I want to. I was aiming like pretty high. Um, I think because my parents were always just like, you know, Ivy League, Ivy League. I was just like, mm-hmm. they're like all kind of pretentious. To me. Mm. I might be mean to Ivy League people. You're not all pretentious, but you give off that vibe. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like that's like for most parents, especially if they, you know, they put you in sports, they know that you can be really good and that you can, if you have the opportunity to go wherever you want they're going to shoot for the moon. Like most parents are going to be like Harvard, Yale. Cause it's like, why not? If it's, if you have a ticket into it, why wouldn't you take it? But there are, I mean, there are pros and cons of going to an Ivy league, obviously. So yeah, I get it though. I feel like my parents are kind of the same way, but then I ended up going to Oregon, which is not an Ivy league, surprisingly. So. <laughs> I looked a little at Cincinnati and a little at Louisville, Louisville, UL. And, um, those were kind of like my final few. I did like a little thing with Penn and Yale. Um, just like emailing their coaches and whatnot. But like, I never went on a visit to those places because, well, I almost went on a visit to Penn, but then I committed to Notre Dame. Um, so I ended up doing that in the end. But I think I was just like, I I don't, once I visited Notre Dame, I was kind of just like, yeah, this like feels kind of right. So nothing else really yeah mattered how was the college experience overall did you enjoy it I did a lot yeah I think it's it's all very underrated just the what college gives you and then once you leave it you're just kind of like dang (laughs) I wish I just like not maybe for like you know wanting to be in school all the time but just like more just like being surrounded by your peers constantly and always being able to hang out without dealing with work or like oh whenever I have time off or blah, blah, blah. so it was just really really fun to kind of just I don't know kind of have that freedom without being like completely on your own yeah that's what my college coach would always say to us she was like there's no other time in your life like this like pro teams try to recreate this this like vibe but they'll never get it like you guys have <laughs> no idea whatever but I mean it is true yeah it's like once you 
get spewed off into the real world, um, you just have a lot more responsibility. So I get it. But I mean, you kind of, I feel like you have to have that maybe on OAC because you guys are all, I'm assuming not many people are working. No one's working. No, yeah. but, and it's like, I think I, I'd like to think it's probably as close as it gets. I haven't seen every single protein out there, but I feel like, well, that was one of the things that really drew me to OAC. It was just like kind of like that college vibe that I really, really enjoyed in college. Well, it may not be exactly the same, but felt like really similar. And that I was really just like kind of, I don't know, going to be in a place where we all hang out, we'd all support each other, we'd all have fun. And then at the end of the day, like, you know, we're still going to compete against each other, but like it's still kind of like a fun, I don't know, a fun experience to have someone that you like really know well in that race. What do you think is different about like being on OAC compared to college? Less people uh, is the big one. I mean, like, I feel like if you just want to do like very, I don't know, like those large group runs where like everyone's like just kind of running together with like 20 guys. I think that's kind of like a fun, I don't know. It just, there's like so many conversations going on. You kind of just move wherever you want or like run as fast as slow as you want. It's all just kind of works out. Person now it's like I'm running with the guys usually and there's like you know six or seven of us so um, barring anyone else being injured <laughs> so it's just like there's basically just like kind of one conversation going on and it's just uh, I don't know it's still great but like not you know there's something that happened having this like a giant mass of people that you run with yeah is there anything like in becoming a pro that surprised you that you like didn't expect um i mean i don't know i feel like i expected a lot of things that people would because people told me about them just like you'll have a ton of free time and you know you'll be running more i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but like nothing caught me like too off guard um I guess just, like, the flexibility of it all. Like, I mean, I think that's... Cause like, you know, like, Dayton's our coach, but, like, you can't, like, force us to do anything, really. It's kind of just, like, up to us to do, like, what we need to do, up to us to choose what races we want to run. And he just kind of gives, like, a strong suggestion, basically. And so it's just, like, a lot more more freedom than we ever had in college, and that's kind of a nice thing. Yeah, I, do you think you do well with that? Like, the last... I mean... From everyone I've talked to that is a pro runner, I feel like the common theme is lack of structure in your life. Like, do you think mm -hmm. that you handle it well, or do you wish that there was more like, I don't know, college where it's really structured? I think I enjoy a little less structure. I think I really just am one of those people who enjoys doing absolutely nothing and just <laughs> sitting around. <laughs> so, like, it it kind of feels like I'm able to do that more and just kind of like enjoy my own time and space and like hobbies I never got to do in college so I've enjoyed it a lot more I think so what are your hobbies <laughs> there's been a handful um I'm gonna count reading as a hobby because I've been reading more um drawing was a big one that I'm looking forward to doing once I get back in Boulder and I want to get back into music too, my violin, but that one's 
harder to get back into because I just sound really bad now. <laughs> do you have roommates and they would be like annoyed if you started playing the violin? I do have roommates. Uh, they're Mario and Sinta. I don't think they'd be annoyed. They're very, also very chill. I think as long as I didn't play at like 10 p.m. or something, they'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. What kind of books do you read? I've been really into fantasy. Um, I think I just love the idea of escape and really detailed long books about like i don't know whatever people's other worlds and other people's imaginations and whatnot basically i think it's just really fun really exciting really engaging so i've been reading reading uh, uh the way of kings by brandon sanderson it's a real 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 big boy <laughs> i don't even know why i asked because i'm not like an avid reader so i would have no idea um any of the books other than if you know who Colleen Hoover is, it's very, it's like a, she's an author that a bunch of girls read. That's like very basic. That's like my extensive knowledge <laughs> on books at the moment. So, but that is cool that you have time, you know, to do your hobbies. I feel like a lot of people that I talk to don't really have that many hobbies. Um, mm -hmm. But it is cool that you actually have some that you're able to do now that you don't have schoolwork and stuff. Yeah. It's just been a nice, I don't know. So you feel like, wow, I can do so many things with my life. And then instead of just being like, I have to go to class, I have to go to practice and I have to go study and I have to go sleep and you know, blah, blah, blah. Everything just feels a little slower than it used to. Yeah. How has your break been? Like, have you been running at all or no? I've kind of just started back up running. Yeah. Um, I think we're, I'm like halfway through it now already. Dang, that sucks. But um yeah. <laughs> I because I basically started right after Eugene um went home to see my parents in Kentucky uh went to the Notre Dame Ohio State game sucked for us um and then I went to Canada with some of my friends up at a lake house to just hang out for a little bit taking all the nature and whatnot and then now I'm here in Seattle so a few more destinations a few more fun things planned and yeah then i'll be back in boulder to do it all over again <laughs> don't sound too excited <laughs> <laughs> i think i will be in like a couple of weeks but i think right now i'm just like oh man there's still so much i want to do so much i want to get in before i'm back to running like 70 80 90 miles a week <laughs> yeah uh do you think that it's more like a mental thing or is it like physically you're just tired too i think mentally i was mostly mentally tired um i feel like at the end of the season i was just like man like i am i just don't want to run anymore <laughs> i think it's just everyone everyone kind of gets to at a certain point where it's just like you know you really need to take a break to just kind of reset everything mentally and be like excited to run again otherwise you're just gonna completely burn out uh so it's just been nice to just you know see the people who always support me and just like get a really really just step away from it all and like not pay attention to what's happening and running for like a while and then kind of like start back up again ready and excited to really like take on the next year especially with it being an olympic year and all yeah and i feel like i mean even though you said that you were feeling i don't know tired by the end of the season you've ended on a very good note so i feel like you can't be you can't feel like much better than that with how your season went like are you pleased with everything I am very, very pleased. Yeah. I think I just like managed to do so much better than I thought I could do in my first year as a pro. And I think it's kind of made me really excited for 
you know, what I'm going to do next year and the year after and just to really see like what I'm actually capable of when I'm more expecting it a little bit. Um, so yeah, I think I'm also just big on like last one, best one kind of vibes. So I think I just got to that end of the season race and I was just like, it's one more. Come on, I can do this. <laughs> and, you know, it was just a really unique race and where, you know, it was just like me and one other person just running in its purest form, which I think made it a lot, made it a lot better for me to finish on versus like a super tactical race where you're just like fighting everyone. So I had a really good time. really enjoyed it for sure. Yeah. I just can't even fathom what running a 343 mile um feels like did you ever think that you would run that fast <laughs> no no i did not admittedly <laughs> i think i just was like in my head i'm like okay i'm hardly gonna run the mile when i'm a pro and 343 is like absolutely insane like who the hell runs that and so i might as well just like i don't know just like set my expectations a little lower for like you know the american record or something and yeah, I mean, like, 343 is literally, like, the world record. So it's just, like, I don't know, kind of ridiculous to think I come close to running faster than anyone else ever in, like, an event that's, I don't know, so applauded and, like, praised in general and ran so much. So it's just really, it's still really weird to think about it if I, like, really think about it, but definitely hurt. <laughs> I can imagine when you crossed the line, you saw that on like the scoreboard. Like, what did you think? <laughs> I mean, I was just like, in my head, because I didn't even like know what I ran until like it came on there. And I was just like, man, that was like pretty speedy. <laughs> and then I see like 343, and I'm like, 343? Like, that's that's nuts. I kind of thought for a second that Jakob had gotten the world record because I was just like, I didn't know the decimal for it at the time. Um, and so I was just like, man, there's like no way I was just like a world record race like that. Uh, no, we weren't, but just to be like that close is still like crazy. Yeah. What were your expectations for the season in general, like going into it? Well, what would you have been pleased with? I think if you'd asked me in like the fall, um, I really just wanted to like kind of like get my bearings and like get used to running in such an elite level. Because I feel like when I was in college and I had run like the USAs or something like that. I felt like it was really, those were all like really rough races where I had to spend a lot of energy just like fighting people and whatnot. And so I thought I have to get used to that because that's basically going to be every single race I'm in now. Um, and then I had like my huge jump in indoor and I was just like, okay, so I'm definitely pretty fast and pretty good. And that's kind of when I was like, I feel like I can definitely like medal or something at Worlds. And, you know, the whole season, I just feel like I was just like really consistent from like to start to finish in a way that I was just like I thought I was just gonna I don't know I kind of thought like oh indoor was really good but like it's indoor so like you don't know how it's gonna transfer to outdoor and outdoor was really good like the entire time and I was just like man and it's just kind of funny that like in the end like my I guess worst race was like worlds but <laughs> I still did like just so well so I'm just like it's hard for me to really be upset about any of it because I'm just like that was all just a crazy honestly just a crazy like ride from start to finish just to be where I was for so long yeah what do you care about more 
personally? Do you care about like records or do you care about medals more? Definitely medals. Um, I think records, you know, they fade. There are people beat them. It is what it is. I had like two collegiate records. Now I have none. So it's just like I don't <laughs> I don't really think that it's like a huge I don't know, it should be like a huge focus because that's just something so temporary. Um I do like running fast just for the sake of it, because I think it's more fun to kind of just be in a position where like you're giving everything you have from like start to finish versus like more tactical, kind of like, oh, who's gonna race this the best kind of race. Um but I think you know we all want to get medals. Really, every athlete. I think it's just it's just like the huge, the big thing is just like, you know, we want something that transcends time and shows that you really were like the best for your time. Yeah. So you were you were fifth at Worlds, and that was I guess your worst race. Did you? I don't know when you crossed the line and stuff, and afterwards, did you think that it was like a failure, or did you still think that it was good? I still thought it was good. I think. In my head, I'm just like, even when I finished the line, I feel like I was pretty pleased with my performance because I was just like, given that race, given the circumstances, I feel like I raced really well. And I'm not going to like say like, oh, man, fit that world. Like, because that was my first world championships. And it's just like, I can't, I can't already like be disappointed with fifth from my first year. I think even with the amazing year I had, um, I think I was still like, obviously expecting more and was hungry for more but you know I wasn't like sitting down just like oh my god that was terrible I suck this is the end of me like <laughs> that that all just be a little dramatic I think to really do all that so I was kind of just like in my head I'm like no like that was a really good race I raced it exactly how I wanted to not exactly but <laughs> I could have changed some things but I'm just like, like I ran to the best of my ability and you know fifth in the world is still something to be proud of so i was still pretty pumped with it all and just like obviously going to use that as a learning experience for the future but no i'm not i don't really want to really i don't know get down on myself or something like fifth at worlds <laughs> yeah still pretty good result um what do you think made you it's like i don't know so good this year obviously you've been very good in the years prior as well but what what do you think caused the jump yeah, I mean, I, I kind of just attributed it to, like, a few of the differences of just becoming a pro athlete. Um, I got to spend a lot more time just recovering and relaxing in general. Altitude, obviously, is just huge for distance runners. Um, and just being able to be at, like, a higher level of training uh, is also just, I think, really important. I think my coach in college only wanted to push me up an extra step, but I think he knew, like, you know, there's only so much you can do when he's like not getting like eight, nine hours of sleep every night because he's too busy studying or whatever. So um I think it's just like a combination of all those factors to really that really just kind of like I don't know, let me do these things that I might not have thought I was capable of a year ago. What do you think is your weakness when it comes to running? Like do you do you have anything that you uh want to work on? Um yeah, just like holding my space and tactics in general i'm very passive when i run and in most of the situations honestly but it's like i feel like if i was able to better like you know you know fight for the spot that i know that i deserve i 
kind of be able to stay there a little more and have an easier time in races like that or races at like worlds so i think it's just like that and like starting depending on the race i feel like starting can be hard for me but um i think i'm i think i'll eventually i'll eventually address those things yeah we'll i'm sure it will come with years too you're still really young how does it feel to like accomplish I don't know, all these feats so young. Like, what do you want to do, I guess, for the next however many years, six years? You you probably do eight more years of high-level track. I was going to say, probably not. But I, <laughs> I think I just want to, like, I think it's it's nice because I think I have, like, my own little, like, just, like, kind of, not deadline, but just, like, point where I'm just, like, okay, I think I want to be done running. So just to have a lot of success is great for being able to kind of, you know, have a great season, have a great like career in just like a few years. I'll probably be done around like 28 or 29 realistically, just so I can finally start dental school and do all the stuff that I really want to do. Um, not that I don't want to do running. I do like running <laughs> and it's really fun. <laughs> but I think eventually I'm going to get to a point where I'm kind of like, okay, I think I kind of want to move on at this point. So even though I could probably go up distances or something, I think I don't even like those distances. So. I'd just rather not. So I was all when I was reading your Wikipedia, um, it said that you went to school and you wanted to be an orthodontist, but then you did biochemistry instead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did biochemistry because, well, the original reason was kind of dumb, but I stayed in biochemistry because I was just like, oh, I really enjoyed like of all the sciences, I felt like biochemistry was the most interesting and most like. I don't know just stuff that happens in your body is just like kind of more fun than just like biology in general or like just chemistry um but yeah i think i think i was just you kind of have to major in like some kind of science but it doesn't really matter which one so yeah and then dental school how many years is that dental school is just four years and then um it's another two years for specialization in orthodontics oh that's a lot of school <laughs> yeah yeah, it is. <laughs> but I, I enjoy school a lot, so I think, you know, it'll be fine. Well, why dental school? Like, why do you want to be an orthodontist? You just have always known. You have a very good pearly whites on you, I will say. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, well, it kind of started with my orthodontist back um, when I was like 12 or 13 or something. Um, I just had like really, really terrible organization of my teeth. Um, I had like my lateral incisors kind of like behind my front teeth and everything. So just rocking that like double, double set of teeth and just like, you know, everything was just like a mess basically. Um, my orthodontist worked his magic. I had braces for a while and then eventually I kind of got to where I am today. Um, and I just really, really love my orthodontist though. Like he was just so much fun to talk to and just, I don't know. I just was always excited for my orthodontics visits every month. Um, and I was kind of just like talking to him one day. We're just having one of our sessions. And he's just, I'm just like, I know I want to be a doctor because I love science and medical stuff. But like, there's so many types of doctors and like, I don't know, yada, yada. He's like, you should be an orthodontist. And I was just like, you know what? You're right. And he kind of like explained the <laughs> the pros of being an orthodontist and all that stuff. And I was like, no, yeah, that actually does sound pretty cool. So uh, from then on, I was like, I think orthodontist is the way to go for me. 
Do you still keep in contact with him? Like, does he know that this is going to be what you're pursuing now? I think I do keep in contact with him because I originally went and shadowed him when I actually applied to dental school back in college. Um, so maybe I've been in contact recently. So I don't know if he knows everything I'm doing, but <laughs> the, Louisville, the Louisville newspaper likes to talk about me. So I think that he's probably seen it, maybe. Yeah. I'll tell him later. <laughs> That's kind of exciting, though. Did you did you ever think about not going pro and running and then just pursuing that avenue instead? Yeah, that was pretty much my plan up until, like, the Olympic trials, basically. Uh, I feel like I had, I don't know, in my head, I was just like, running's been great. I'm doing really well. That'll look cool for my dental apps, I guess. But that was, like, <laughs> I was just like, I don't know, I was just so set on it. Like, I was like, this is the thing I'm doing that it hadn't really crossed my mind until the trials where I did get third. And I was just like, man, I just like got to the Olympics and like college. That's like kind of ridiculous. Like what else, what else could I do? And I gave it like a ton of thought, had this whole thing with just like really reflecting inside and talking to people and whatnot. And I think I kind of came to the conclusion that was just like, I can always go back to dental school later. Uh, but I can't really run later is the big thing. So it's just like, I'll give this running thing a go. And in my head, I swore. I was like, if I ever feel like, you know, it isn't working out, I'm not having fun. I'm not going to like stick with it. Just, just, I don't know, really be to like, not really enjoy it that much. So I was like, if I keep having fun, I keep enjoying it, keep doing it. And I have been so far. So up until I'll get there, like I said, but I think it's just like, I don't know. It's just just what I what I gotta do. It yeah. feels like it's, it's what's gotta happen. So talking about the Olympics, so you made it and then what happened? You got injured, right? Yeah, yeah. It was uh right after we landed, um, I was doing like a little shakeout workout basically. And I felt like this really just strong seize in my quad out of nowhere it was like in the middle of a rep too i was just like what is happening i basically like couldn't even walk for like a little bit i was just like this is like actually it's so bad and so painful and i kind of talked about it with like the u.s um trainers and whatnot just like what are my options what can i do yada yada and they're like it doesn't look that bad like on these screens and whatever so like you know maybe you can like recover by the time it's time to race and i did recover a lot i was able to run again and then like run at more and run at a decent pace and yada yada. But I never got to the point where I could like run fast, like 1500 meter pace basically, um, without it really, 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 really hurting. Um, <laughs> and so I kind of like got there the day of, did like a stride. I was just like, yeah, I still can't even do a stride. So I probably can't actually race this. And it was really disappointing because I, you know, I feel like I was like super, super nervous coming into this, but, you know, I still want to like give it my best shot, like see what would happen. Um, and I think the worst, the worst part was mostly just like kind of like telling like my parents, my friends and family and all that whatnot, but they were all obviously like super supportive about the whole thing. It's just like, we don't care if you raced or not, you still went to the Olympics and that's like still so cool. Um, so. It was, I think it was, like, kind of, 
it was just like a little sad, but like really important kind of growing from that and just being like, you know, I don't want to be in that position again. And I really just want to like prove to all the people who have supported me that, you know, I am capable of like doing these amazing things that I set out to do. So. Yeah. How do you handle like outward pressure from media? Especially I feel like on the men's 1500, there's always people like making up stories or like, I don't know, there's always something going on in the media with the men's 1500. Um, And I kind of remember that time period too. People were like, I don't know, just speculating and stuff. But how do you deal with, I guess, not haters necessarily, but just like the commotion online and stuff? Yeah, I, I kind of just don't really pay it any mind, really. I feel like I, I've never really been like huge into like that kind of thing anyway. So when it started happening about me, it's just like, oh, well, it is what it is. I feel like people are going to always talk and talk and no matter what. And it's just like, I'm very content with doing my own thing because nothing anyone else really says matters other than like, you know, my family and friends, the people I actually care about. Like, those are the people I want to hear from. And those are the people whose opinions like mean something to me. And so, you know, people can do what they want. I don't really care. So yeah. it doesn't matter. That's the best way to be. So yeah. especially because the running yeah. world is so small and there's always a lot of chatter. So mm-hmm. it's good to be checked out of all of it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And especially when you, I mean, when you had a year like you did, it's like no one can really talk. So yeah. <laughs> what are your goals, I guess, for your running career since you, I mean, four more years, that's not very long. So what do you, what do you want to yeah. accomplish? Yeah, I mean, I would, I think, like, my overall goal is just, like, that have fun and have a good time just doing what you're doing. And so, like, if I didn't accomplish anything else, but, like, I did have a great time, it's just like, oh, it's no problem that I had fun doing it, so that's what really matters. Um, but I think, like, the competitive side part of me just, like, obviously wants to, you know, go out there and like medal and like hopefully win by the end of my career I feel like I don't know I really I really like really 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 want to win in like LA because that'd be like really fun but you know obviously I'd love to win every step along the way to that (laughs) so uh I feel like I'm a relatively competitive person but I'm never gonna be like crazy disappointed if I don't so it's just like I don't know have fun and hopefully win some stuff (laughs) you're just there for a good time yeah and it's easy to have a good time when you're winning (laughs) exactly yeah (laughs) i'll Um, have a good time regardless (laughs) yeah what's like your why for running like why do you wake up in the morning and you go for a run Mm. um that's a good question honestly i hate being repetitive but (laughs) it it kind of is just like just because I really enjoy doing it like even now on my break I thought like oh I'm like not gonna want to run that much but like I kind of do there's just something like really therapeutic about just like going out getting like a good run in and then you come back and you're just like kind of you know ready for the rest of the day in a little bit so I think I just because I really really enjoy it and yeah it's all that really matters that's a nice wholesome answer. I like that one. Thanks. <laughs> and it'll take it'll take you far. So if you're doing it for 
the enjoyment, not for like the fame and the money. Not that I feel like you wouldn't pick running as a sport if you really wanted fame and money. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely gotten me more fame than all my other career ideas. <laughs> yeah. Your bowling, your bowling spin, you weren't famous for that? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. What other, what other sports or like what sport would you want to be a professional in if you could? Oh, um, that's a good question. I feel like, like I said, I'm not like a huge sporty person, so I don't really vibe with most of them. But I do think soccer is cool. I feel like I would never play soccer, and I'm not like super into soccer, but like <laughs> if I had to pick one sport, I feel like track is kind of like the sport for me, but if I had to pick one, soccer kind of has like a fun, I don't know, it has like a fun vibe that I can kind of get behind a little bit. <laughs> fun. It has a fun vibe. It's a good team sport. It's a good team sport. That's the thing. I'm like not like I love teams, but like I also just love kind of doing my own thing. And that's what makes track so nice. Yeah. I get to do a little bit of, well, I used to be able to do a little bit of both of that. Now, you know, you're a pro, you don't really have, you have your team, but it's not like. They're also you know, your competitors, so. Yeah, it's not like you're getting scored on a team basis or anything. So now not as much, but that was really a big part of my motivation all through high school and college. Yeah. Were you good at cross country? I didn't look into that. <laughs> Um, it depends on what you qualify as good. Um, I would say no, <laughs> just overall. Um, I just, there was something about running, AK I didn't mind as much, but there was something about running 10K that just like made me feel really, really bad for like all of it. <laughs> and so like the highest finish I ever got was like 24th or something. So I was an All-American like one time uh, in cross, but I enjoyed cross more just because it was definitely more team oriented. And I just loved like, you know, supporting my guys the best I could and like running for Notre Dame and the Irish. But um, I wish it was like a mile on the grass or like a 5K versus like 10K. So that would have made it nicer for me. But alas, so I don't think I was... Yeah, I was never like a cross country star. Yeah. I mean, all American, that's still pretty good for a miler. Yeah. yeah. And like, I just feel bad for you guys, for the milers um, having to move all the way up to the 10K. It's brutal out there. I don't know why they do that to you guys. It's like, why would anyone want to run a 10K? And then also, they have the girls running a 6K. That just doesn't make sense. I know. I loved it. I mean, my, <laughs> when I was in college, like my team, we were basically almost all middle distance runners. So if they made us do a 10K, we would actually have suffered. Like, we would have suffered. I think the 6K was the longest that a lot of us could hang on for, including myself. I could not imagine adding on 4K to that because the 6K was already brutal. I couldn't deal with it. No, I'd kill a 6K. I'd know it. But the 10K, like, they have the 10K in track for the girls. So I'm like, literally, they can run it. They'll either make us do less or them do more. Yeah. I was fine with the 6K. I was like, do not. Because I know there were, like, talks about it, them adding on. Or them doing a 10K for the woman. I'm like, no thanks. I'm good. <laughs> um, I think the guys should do a 6K, though. I think it would make it more exciting. And more equal. I agree. I agree. I just feel like no one wants, like, 
I get it. You want cross country to be like just distance runners, but like at least 8K. Why do we run 8K all year just to run 10K at the end? I actually don't know what the justification of that is. I don't know why they do that. I just don't understand cross country that much, I guess. But <laughs> but what if you had a run of cross country race like this fall? What would you do? Would you be excited or would you be uh, scared? You know, I actually did run a cross country race last fall. That was like my first race as a pro, I think. <laughs> or not really. I ran some track ones. But like my first one for the year was like this cross country race in Austin. And it was like the worst cross country course we'd, I'd ever seen in my life. And it was like 1K loops. Um, and it was just like, we were just like, where, what the heck is going on right now? Like, this is actually terrible. Um, but it was only 8K and I did do fine. But I would never like be like, oh, wow, I want to do that again or anything. Like, it's just, I don't know. I think I'm just not like, I'm like really tough. But like not for like thirty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what a lot of milers have in common. It's like we can't, you can't relate to the the five k, ten k people because personally, I was like a miler, fifteen hundred runner as well, and I just can't fathom. Um, like I just, I'm not mentally tough for that long. I I start being a little bit of a weenie, and I start like yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and I would also say that I'm a tough person, you know. But there's something about the mental side of it that I just couldn't do for that long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just feel like I can stay really focused for like four minutes and then doing anything else is kind of just like, whoa, whoa. Like, I mean, maybe the 5K or the 3K was fine, too. But yeah, anything above that, you're just kind of like, man, I'm still running (laughs) really fast for like a long time now. But, you know, kudos to those guys who can do it. Yeah. Would you ever do a marathon? No. <laughs> never? Think, not even for fun? Never. No. It's not fun. So why would <laughs> I do that? Like, everyone keeps saying that they're fun and they're exciting. And, like, the, it's just totally different experience than anything else I'll ever run. And I just don't want that experience. Like, I'm... Okay, I'm I be- will say I'm being devil's advocate. I agree. Like, I was a competitive track runner my whole life. And then, I mean, the thing is, especially at someone like your level, I feel like it would be hard to run a marathon for fun. Cause it's like, you're going to get competitive and then that's where it wouldn't be as fun. Cause then it would be really painful. But I ran one and it was like, it was like moderate. I wasn't running hard. I ran Chicago in 2019 and the experience was unlike anything I've ever experienced in my entire competitive track career. So, you know, I will say it was a great time, but I'm not going to say that you have to do it, but it was fun. If you ever get bored and you know, you're in dental school and you're like, I want to do something different. You know, it's retirement and go run 26 Come back miles. and run a marathon. Yeah. You'd probably let me too. But no, I think I just, <laughs> I feel like the running I'm going to be doing once I'm done running is just going to be like so minimal in general. But I am going to watch a marathon for the first time at Chicago next week or this weekend. Um, so that should be fun. Some of my friends are racing it again for some reason. So I'll be there cheering them on and seeing what it's about. Um, okay. Well, I have a couple listener questions um, to end the episode so we can go through them quickly for you. Nice. What does a day in your life look like? It's very boring, but basically in a normal training kind of period, um, I'll wake up around like, I don't know, usually like an hour before practice. Um, take super long to just get ready 
and then leave like I don't know as late as possible to get there on time. We'll have practice around like nine for the most part. Go run, come back, lift or something. Uh, then I'll have breakfast because I don't count the first meal of the day breakfast. It is my snack. And then I'll have breakfast and a smoothie. Then we'll usually just sit around the living room for a little bit. Um, usually I'll feed Tyro around this time or just like take him outside for a little bit. If it's warm and he's not like hibernating. <laughs> um, then lunch happens. Um, I have this big period between lunch and dinner where I just kind of do one of my hobbies usually or like if I'm not feeling really lazy. I'll just play video games or something. Uh, double maybe if I have a double that day. Then there's dinner. We'll all watch something with dinner usually. Do some more stuff that <laughs> night depending on how I'm feeling. <laughs> but like it could be literally anything. So and then I go to bed at like, I try to go to bed around 11. Uh, so, yeah. Nice. That's pretty standard. Yeah. It's all just whatever I'm feeling that day, really. So, do you like living in Boulder? I do love Boulder. Yes. Boulder's just, I think I just lived in the Midwest like most of my life and college. And so it's just like nice to be somewhere not that and just enjoy the mountains and, beautiful sunny weather and all that stuff do you have anywhere else that you want to live after you're done running or do you want to stay there i'm pretty open on where i'm going to live i think it might be determined a little by where i go to dental school uh but i just don't want to do the midwest <laughs> or like the deep south so pretty much anywhere like northeast or like the west are all on the table for me nice um i live in san diego it's beautiful out here I recommend. I love San Diego. Yeah. Best. That would be cool. <laughs> I don't know how many dental schools there are out here, but it's the best. <laughs> I don't think they have one in San Diego, but um, there's some in San Francisco and LA, I think. So. Nice. Do you have any rivals in the running world? No, not like, hmm, I guess it depends on your definition of rival. Like, I would like Yako to be my rival, but I haven't beaten him yet, so I wouldn't really call it a rivalry. Uh, but if I do, then it'd be him. And maybe if we go like back and forth a little bit, then it could get really feisty. Um probably the closest one I have is like Mario. I feel like we're pretty good friends and I raced like every single race with him for the most part. Um and especially kind of at Worlds when we were like we were kind of like battling each other for fifth a little bit, so that was really fun. Um uh, but yeah, I I'm not like a rivalry person, I guess. Yeah, you don't really <laughs> seem like someone that's going to start um, any beef or anything. No, yeah, I definitely not huge on the whole talking trash or just like, I don't know, talking anything really before the race starts. <laughs> so I just kind of want to see what happens and then maybe I'll say something after. <laughs> Have you had any beef with anyone? No, not really. Um I think I've never just had, I mean, the closest I had was like maybe Jakob talking about stuff before Eugene, but even that was like not enough for me to like actually call it beef. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, think it's I just, just like he, I think just is who he is. And that's like kind of like 
I think he kind of wants like someone to like kind of talk trash to you like back and forth a little bit. Um, that's just not me. <laughs> but, I had Josh yeah. Kerr on my podcast a couple weeks ago or whatever. This was after. I don't even. This is after the season was over, after Fifth Ave or whatever, and he was kind of talking a little bit of trash. So yeah. I think I think them too. Maybe they go back and forth a little more. I could see that for sure. Yeah, yeah. they definitely both have those kind of personalities for it. Yeah, um, I'm just more like, you know, fly on the wall, just like, up, yeah, I'm here too. <laughs> Not a bad place to be. I just like as a spectator, you know, someone coming on my podcast and talking a little bit of trash. It makes it interesting for me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, what kind of music do you listen to? If do you listen to music? I do listen to music. Um, there's like a nice. I'd say for the most part, it's like mostly like pop, different kinds of pop. But like, obviously, I was I've been known for being a Swifty at this point for a while now. Okay. Um, so big into Taylor Swift, but also really like a lot of other artists too. Um, I also just like stuff that feels like musically like right. If that makes sense. So that was really <laughs> musically music. correct. Yeah, like <laughs> or just like stuff I feel like I can really relate to. So. I really, really love AJR too. Um, they're like more, more of a band, not that's like well known, but I think they're really fun and really relatable in a lot of what they do. Um, but yeah, just like mostly pop. <laughs> Why do you like Taylor Swift so much? I feel like I really just liked her music as like when I was a little younger. And then I was kind of just like, for a little bit, I was kind of just like, oh, man, like, guys can't like Taylor Swift or whatever. And then, like, I kind of got over that. I was like, actually, no, that's, I can do whatever I want. I think I kind of became the person I was like, you know, when I started, like, not caring what people thought a little bit more. I was just like, actually, I can like whatever I want. And her music still slaps. So, like, <laughs> why would I, why would I not? Um, and, yeah, I don't know. This is a way with her music that's, like, just hits every single song so you can't be mad at me but i'm i'm kind of um the opposite i'm kind of anti-taylor swift i'm anti-swifty <laughs> that's okay that's like most people i run into i feel like <laughs> i don't know i mean her music's like good but i just don't understand the hype but i also listen to more like rap like hip-hop and rap so maybe that's it i don't know yeah, yeah maybe so. one day she'll like drop a rap album and then you'll be into her i actually like maybe <laughs> like i could see her spinning bars and then i would listen of course so I'll, I'll let her know that that the world needs that and that you know people like me will be on her side when she does that i'm sure she'll listen to my opinion too i'm sure she will someone <laughs> ask what your favorite taylor swift song is i've actually been kind of in the process of like trying to pick a new one because for the longest time it was just like you belong with me because i just like loved that as a kid and it was just iconic um and i think i don't know don't quote me on this i'm still going back and forth but like if i had to pick like another contender it'd be um don't blame me which is on reputation uh, i just i don't know the notes she hits in that song is just like i don't know it just makes me feel really excited goosebumps you know I can see the passion when you talk about it. I'm, yeah. I just, I've never even listened to that song because I'm, <laughs> I'm out of touch, clearly. Do you listen to music during your runs? Or are you a, 
you're quiet no i think even i mean like usually i have people to run with but even now on my break when it's just me i just don't like having stuff in my ears or in general so i'm just like i'd rather just be me alone with my thoughts so what do you think about like are you thinking do you think when you run or is it more of a I don't know. Easy runs, yeah, for sure. I'm thinking a little bit. Um, I'm a pretty avid imagination, so I'm kind of just like, I don't know. If I recently watched some good show or anime or something, or like if I have like this really good song stuck in my head, I'll just like start thinking about that, or just like just random things I see on the street, like, oh look, there's a man with a ponytail or something. I don't know. Like it, it can be anything. Super like, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um okay well the last question i have is do you have any advice for your younger self my younger self um i think i would kind of tell him to worry a little less about school in general but also just everything well everything <laughs> um i feel like i I would just get really caught up on things, especially in college, especially my freshman year, and especially on things that like didn't really matter as much. And eventually I kind of get to this point where I'm just like, no, that stuff matters. It's just me and out here living my life. But I wish I had gotten there a little bit sooner. I think I was like really fun kid, like really anxious and like kind of chill again. <laughs> so if I could like cut that anxious part out, I think that'd be great. Yeah, that's good advice. And I'm sure you can take that with you in your next six years of schooling for yourself. Yes. <laughs> Even though that <laughs> probably might, that might be a little more intense. I don't know. Dental school. It is going to be harder, but like, I think it's going to be easier. Cause like most things are like kind of like pass fail. So it's kind of just like, I just have to pass. You don't have to be the best orthodontist in the world. We're not that competitive anymore. Like, <laughs> Got it. Oh, pass fail though. That's kind of like, that scares me. Oh, it makes things so much easier. I just feel like to pass is just like the bare minimum. But if there's a grade, it's just like you have to get an A or something. And it's just that'd be way too hard in dental school. Yeah. Less to think about. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, OK, well, thanks for coming on. I, I feel like we talked a lot about a lot of different things. So we learned a lot about you. Um, if people don't follow you on it, like I know that you're not a huge social media guy, but if, if they don't follow you already, where can they follow you at? You guys can follow me on Instagram at Yared the Goose. Nice. Um, yeah, that's probably my only thing. <laughs> You're good at posting updates. You do post updates. That's been good. I've honestly just gotten like, honestly, so many followers in this last year in general. I'm just like, kind of crazy. I don't know what to do with this many people that, <laughs> that are like seeing what I post. <laughs> Yeah, they're interested. They want to know. They want to know more. That's why they're going to listen to this hour-long episode of you talking about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for taking time to come on. Um, to close out the episode, can we get a good old peace out, fellas? Yeah, peace out, fellas. Thank you guys for tuning into today's episode of Composite River Cold Brew. I hope you guys enjoyed learning a little bit more about Yared. Very well-rounded individual. This was my first time like talking to him in length, so it was cool to get to know him a little bit better. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Commas Over Cold Brew Pod if you want to be up to date on the latest episodes and submit listener questions. And don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you guys listen, because I just love reading your guys' reviews. It seriously makes my day. Thank you all so much for listening, and I will catch you all next week. Peace out, fellas.